Right. Oh, well, we've just seen if Emma's, uh, Emma's going to try to put a video I back. I'm already. So I can see you. I like the shampoo thing of the day, Bruce. That made me laugh on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, she, I, I, I taught them, I taught them that if you take the sha, the sha amount of shampoo, you get poo. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, very Bruce. Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you would like to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 14 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 18th of November 2018. We are fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. And the hop happy Emma DeSena. Hi everyone. Coming up, on this week, hop happy. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about... We were at Metro Mayhem and we've some breaking news to reveal. We visit Brewdog Shoreditch to catch up with one of Brewdog's most popular managers, Dave Bruce. Emma went to the London office to chat about the amazing new website. We visit Brewdog's slightly controversial new bar in a shopping centre. And Watty is back with AGM news and, as ever, loads and loads more. Standard disclaimer time. We are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brewdog News Podcast. Brewdog News Podcast. James Watt. Martin Dickey, she's diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast, it's Blackie BFL Meldrum again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week. There's four or five of you this time, but especially our top tier supporter, Innes. Thank you, Innes, and thank you to Alex for recording our intro there. Hello, Bruce. You Hello, look Rob. wonderful. Emma, you, I can't see you, but I presume you look wonderful. <laughs> well, that's good because I just did jazz hands for some reason then when, when you <laughs> said just... hop happy. So I'm, ple- I'm pleased that you couldn't see me. Just have you jazz shifted, hands to yourself. Have you shifted your hangovers from last weekend? I'm just about recovered. I say just. I think I was probably indoors for a good three days after last Saturday. Amazing. I went out last night. That's the first time since Metro Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, so we all went to Metro Mayhem. Um, obviously, Bruce, me and you spent the entire weekend cuddled we up did. together in a hotel room <laughs> and doing various brew dog things. Yeah. So uh, I know we both had a lot of fun. Uh, Emma, how was the whole weekend for you? I had a great time. It was really impressive, actually, for the first London festival, the first big event that Brewdog has done outside of the AGM. So, yeah, my three-day hangover proves that I had a great time. Excellent. Um, Well, we'll talk a bit more about Metro Mayhem uh, shortly, but, of course, the first thing we need to do is get into our um, breaking news. Breaking news. Nice one, buddy. Um, Yes, we were, all three of us were at the Q&A that that James and Martin Mm -hmm. did at Metro Mayhem. And uh, they gave us a few things to talk about, didn't they, Bruce? Have a. Why don't you go and start ploughing through this little list for well, us? Well, the list that we've got here so far, I mean, the news out of the Q&A with James and Mart uh, at Metro Mayhem 
I, I found it quite interesting, actually. I thought they both came across quite relaxed and very themselves. I mean, I've not, I've not seen a Q&A with him for a while. Um, and I, I thought I thought James obviously did most of the speaking and Martin cracked most of the jokes. Yep. That's how, I came That's how it normally works. Yeah. Yep. Um, what I think we came up with was the AGM. We mm-hmm. got a date for the AGM. What's the date for the AGM, Bruce? Get your calendars ready, folks. It's the 6th of April, 2019. Ace. Tickets are going on sale very shortly, and this should all be, I think, confirmed online by the time that this is released, this podcast comes out. So that is in my diary already. I personally am filled with trepidation for next year's AGM. <laughs> have you have you built a new bag yet, Rob? Well, the thing is, right, at this event, it was constant. People go up to me, oh, you got your rucksack, were you? The thing is, Rob, you didn't take a bag with you at all. No, not this time. He's learned no. his lesson. You don't need a bag. But what if you want to buy something and you have to carry it around in your hand like yeah. an idiot? Well, I did. Uh-huh. So after that, the um, some stats for you. I know you like stats, Emma. I like stats, Rob. Collab Fest sales are up fifty six percent more than last year. Amazing. Well, two th- two things. That was a big surprise, especially after what we said about Collab Fest. I mean, they were always going to be up anyway because there's new bars. But I was okay. So I absolutely eat my words about my opinion on Collab Fest. Clearly, it's the reaction to it was was way better because that's mm. a lot of beer. Um, second thought is uh, I've just realised we haven't actually said Andrew's not here. Who? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of stats and nerds, hello Andrew. Uh, he's away. Um, he's at the rugby. Well, he was at the rugby yesterday over in Ireland, and he couldn't join us today. Uh, he will definitely be back on the next episode, though. He has confirmed. So, yeah, good. Hi, Andrew, and we missed you we over miss the weekend because yes. he was. Yeah, he wasn't at Metro Mayhem, uh, and he missed out. But apparently, honest, he was very drunk. To anyway, be honest, so. to be honest, I'd rather had a cuddle from Andrew than from you. Just saying. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of a heart breaking on the podcast. Next one. Brewdog Toronto. Now, yes. this was, as soon as it was mentioned, there was a small round of applause that went rippling through the audience. Do you think, Which, list, do you think we have many Canadian listeners on this podcast? Now we will. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that boot? one, that, that seemed to be big news. Um I actually think when James did it in the Q and A, he was a bit like, "Oh God, I'm gonna have to say." But so nothing's a hundred percent confirmed. Yeah, there's no confirmed dates or anything. Well, you we say that though. This is this is the in, interesting thing for me about how you communicate things out to the masses and all the EFPs and making sure that people read things. But actually, Cam announced that back in August on the forum, so that wasn't mm. new news. So, oh. Well, it was to me. Um, weird then that I missed that. It's hard, but isn't it, keeping up on everything? I know, it's almost like someone needs to do a podcast where they try and sort of keep everybody up to date on <laughs> all the happenings in the world of brew dog and craft beer. The thing is, I, I don't go on the forum, so I, I missed it completely. I, I don't yeah. go on the forum. In my you just listen to the podcast, don't you, Bruce, yeah. to get updated. <laughs> yeah. Just tell bad jokes at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, the good news is Canadians will be all excited about that. Yeah, sorry to rain on your parade there. (laughs) About that? Yes, we got it, Rob. Move on. Emma. Hi. Yes, yeah, sorry. Here we are. I'll introduce this. Emma, um, 
you asked Martin a question. I did, yeah. yes. And, and what, what did you ask him and what did he say? Well, I always feel that, you know, James is very hands-on on social media, giving lots of updates and on the forum and I've met him a few times. So I actually don't know very much about Martin. So I asked him um, how hands-on he was in terms of the brewing process and what his day-to-day looks like. Um, at HQ so he said that he isn't very hands-on in terms of brewing on a day-to-day basis um, but he's on the tasting panel absolutely every day so we make sure that he tastes um, what goes out and um, everything in terms of leading up to finished products and he's very much um, sort of responsible and looking into research and development for new beers going forwards. But he did cool. say that you roasted yeah. some coffee a couple of That's weeks right. ago. <laughs> Can you still get uh, the coffee? Is there still bags of that going about? The uh, green something in it. Oh, if Andrew was here, he'd correct us straight away. Green, blacks, greens, something. Is it dark? Mm. Dear green, dear green. Something like that. Dear yeah, green, yeah. yeah, I have still seen them. Yeah. Um, I asked a question as well. I did? Uh, I did. I said that uh, the recent news about AB and Vev's craft beer buyout, <laughs> craft beer brewery buyouts, isn't going very well for them. And I asked James if he got any reaction to that. Oh, the and best he paused, ever. He paused and he just looked at me. and He went, F- "Them motherfuckers." Yeah. Um, and there was uh, a couple of other bits that I picked up from uh, the forum uh, that I thought were just worth mentioning. Um, the next trading day, uh, James has confirmed that will be on the 31st of January. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to sell or buy some shares, mark your calendar for 31st of January. Cool. And uh, the Brewdog Airways flight is full, I believe. And uh, Rob, are you going? <laughs> No, Bruce, I am not going. Mm, I'm oh. not going. Emma, not are going. you going? Um, have I told you that I'm going? Oh, <laughs> did you not just stop going on about it to the weekend? Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah, you're going. Brilliant. Yeah, not excited at all. No, no. Don't count him down every single day until February. <laughs> I'll keep so you updated you... daily, don't worry. Whilst I'm are you taking there. your other half with you? Yeah, he's um, being dragged along <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> I think he's like, yay, get to go on a, another brew dog adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. But yeah, that's really great, though, that, that it's sold out. Um, I, I, I just, I'm chuffed for them because that was a, a gamble, as all these things are, and it's clearly going to work. So, yeah. So how, many, uh, how many seats would be that on there? Sorry, I'll start again. How many seven, seats on that plane? It's a 737, I think. Yeah. So I think it was about 260. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's what that's I heard. Decent. I don't think there'll be many staff going as well because they've got to pay for the thing. So, yeah, yeah excellent. excellent. Right, um, Metro Mayhem. Then, so mm-hmm. myself, Bruce, and Emma, we were all attendants, uh, but I also persuaded some of my non-brew dog pals who are based around in and around London to come along, and I thought their reaction was quite interesting. So, uh, to that end, I got on the phone with my pal Reese. Uh, so, over to me and Reese. Okay, on the phone just now is a friend of mine. We go back. What, 20-odd years, Reese? is it? Something like that? Uh, 20, 25 this year, would you believe? 1993 we met, yeah. Yep. We had the, uh, in inverted commas, pleasure of being at university with each other. Indeed. Your words, not mine. Fun times. Anyway, uh, I, you're not a Brewdog person, are you? Uh, I'm not, no. I, I, I know of the brand. I know, I know Brewdog. I know a lot about them and what they do. Um, I, I'm not a beer drinker full stop. It's not that I don't like it. I just have a preference for cider. So um, I, I kind of 
I'm kind of on the periphery to the whole brew dog um, to the whole brew dog thing. But um, yeah, I, I, I on invitation came along with you a couple of weeks ago to the Metro Mayhem. Yes, exactly. We um, we normally sort of try and meet up. We have a sort of semi informal annual meet up thing, and it just sort of worked out that Metro Mayhem was going to be the right time. So I suggested you all come along to that. So um, yeah, I'm really interested to hear um, what your first impressions were and uh, what you thought of the day overall. I uh, didn't know. I really didn't know what to expect going into the day. So I went with a very open mind. Um, I hadn't been to one before. I hadn't been to an organised brewdog event of that scale before. So it was it was very much go you know with no expectations. And I have to say, I was genuinely pleasantly surprised. Um, it was really well organised. It was really entertaining. Everything was there that we needed. So, you know, there were insider bars for me, uh, for the for the non-beer drinkers amongst us. There was an awful lot of choice, as well as the, the Brewdog uh, guys there. You had the guest brewers there as well. And, and the entertainment was top-notch as well. So, you know, from something that I didn't know what to expect of, actually turned out to be a really, really enjoyable and, uh, and really informative day. Okay, that's really cool. I mean, that's a, a big stress relief to me to know that you did really enjoy it. Anything about the day that you didn't like? Anything you would want to do better? Um, the only thing, the only criticism, and it is a very slight one that I had, was that the, the queues for beer looked to be very, very long. Um, I appreciate there's a lot of people there, and organising these things can take a lot of time and effort. I get that. But had I been a beer drinker, I, I would have been probably slightly disappointed at the at the waiting time for the bars. But take nothing away from it as i say it was the only downside for me on on what was otherwise a, a really really a really enjoyable day yeah cool and uh, i do remember actually at one point standing there watching um was it frank uh and the, oh it's gone out of my head frank carter and the rattlesnakes thank you very much yeah that that was um that was an interesting act wasn't it <laughs> it was yes it wasn't quite what i expected from the musical entertainment in the afternoon i have to say given the given the sort of fairly sedate nature of the first two bands that were on before them it was it was quite a quite a change up in terms of tempo yeah, and, and atmosphere but i think when he dived on the crowd and then went upside down but just continued to sing i thought yeah that's um, quite, quite good uh, this, this guy's got something quite clearly yeah <laughs> Uh, Reese, um, I'll let you crack on with your day. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk to me. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, buddy, and uh, hopefully I can persuade you to go along next year if they do it again. No problem. Thanks for the call, and I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Take it easy, buddy. Bye for now. Yeah, cool. Right, so thanks again. Reese. Um, yeah, so we, we did touch on this just at the top of the show, but what, what were your guys' thoughts on Metro Mayhem in general? Well, just briefly what, what Reese was saying there, I, was, I came in with Reese, and the first thing he said was, <laughs> oh, my beat machine's in use again. Hey. And he did not expect it to be like that. I think he maybe half expected bales of hay, sawdust in the floor, maybe guys with beards. Proper camera style beer festival stuff. Yeah, I think that that's exactly what he expected. But he what he expected and what he got were two different, completely different animals. Yeah. Yeah. But no, for me personally I after after about an hour of um, drying off, getting caught in that shower. Yeah, on the way there, I thought it was fantastic. I think the the complaints with regards to the cues, I didn't really see them. Hashtag cue dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have an issue with any cues. I, I think I had a, a five minute cue down on a lower level to get some of that. Uh, it was a double IPA that James mentioned. Yeah, we should we should probably. In fact, Emma, would would you mind 
trying to describe the sort of layout of the copper box um, and the, the, the way they'd set it all up for the folks who weren't there. Yeah, sure. So I guess on the lower level, you've got the main stage and seating in the site in the type of arena around the side. And then you had two main bars downstairs with um, some food stalls as well positioned in between. And then on the next floor up, you had, I believe it was the tasting rooms. And then some more bars. So you had Hawks, Overworks, and some more brew dog bars up there. And then there was a top floor as well, which was, well, the stout floor, which is where I spelt, spent most of the evening drinking okay. lots of 17% stouts. Ooh. Um, so, oh, that explains yeah. why I never saw you at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I was hiding. And didn't actually hear from you until the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I think it's um, all the... the the two main bars uh, downstairs, they're, of course, they were going to be the busiest bars yeah. because yeah. they were nearest to the stage. If you're see, watching a band, that's where you're going to go to get a drink. So actually, my first two drinks were those two bars. And yeah. I spent 20 minutes getting my second drink, which, oh, I, which I thought was a bit too long. But yeah. then I just went to the other bars upstairs that didn't actually have a queue. Um, I think I, I probably queued for five minutes maximum up there and um, on a lot of occasions especially towards the end of the evening I didn't have to queue at all I just went straight up yeah I mean I mean relatively speaking there weren't that many people you know complain about this and I think uh, they did a nice thing as well as those folk who were waiting a while they were giving out a couple of free drinks vouchers as well Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it I mean, in, from my opinion, you know, looking at the general feedback, looking on the thread on the forum, looking at, to, you know, Twitter reaction and everything, if you're going to have, what, 4,600, James said with it, if you're going to put that many people on in a brand new venue to BrewDog, um, and a lot of people there have never been to anything like this before because they've not been to the AGM, if people, if, if the biggest complaint was there was a 20-minute queue at some of the bars, I think Absolutely. you've done it right. You've done it right. So. They, they, it's easy. It's easy for them to to you know iterate on this and make it better next year. Um, my my feedback was, um, I think I think the way they they done the tasting sessions, it's always a problem at tasting sessions. Is people are blethering away and they're not really. It's weird. You pay a fiver to come along and then you sit at the back and just chat all through what they're saying. Um, but it was when when the entertainment started, it was a little bit. Then it was really quite difficult to hear what the brewers were saying because we, they were battling against not only the people chatting away, but also the music as well. That's because um, they weren't in separate rooms; they were kind of partitioned areas. Yeah, they'd sort of made partitions. Stadium. Yeah, um, and I think as well, I, one one comment I did see: the people felt a bit let down by the food. I think that would have been if there were doing food trucks outside like they do at the AGM. I think that would have solved that. Um, so again, it's a it's a minor niggle, really. I, I never had any food at all. I had well, some, that explains. I had, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had well. some really nice food actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I struggled to I struggled to find the food though in the first place because the signs were a little bit subdued. But I had a vegetarian hot dog, which was amazing. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I know we we perhaps you know picking at the negatives here but overall it was absolutely brilliant uh i would be amazed if anyone who came along wouldn't instantly say we're going back next year um i think i, I think it was a bit more 
it was a bit more focused on the entertainment, the way the copper box is. It naturally lends itself for everyone to be looking at the stage. Whereas at the AGM, you've definitely got the bits to the side where you can't even see or hear the music or mm. the business presentation. You've got a big bit outside in a marquee. You've got all the rooms where they do the tastings. So um, I think that means that the entertainment's got to be good and it's got to be popular enough for everyone. Um, I think the um, the AGM lends itself more to a more, possibly more so, a social aspect rather than a than a gig yeah. feeling because the yes in the, the main room you have the, the seats all the way around and you've got the the side rooms which are filled with tables now there weren't any tables to sit at off the side rooms yeah so we, there was a lot of standing about now when you get to my age I, I could do with a seat and <laughs> at a table but I don't know I think that's uh, how old are you? yeah yeah I'm yeah, a year older than you am I? You're 27. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Uh, right, let's leave Metro Mayo for there, there for now. Uh, it was all good. Uh, Emma, um, you can queue up this next bit for us, please. Sure. So a day before Metro Mayhem, actually, I popped over to the Big Smoke office uh, to meet with Verity, who is head of e-commerce. They're doing some really exciting things in their team at the moment and in terms of the website. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to catch up with her to find out what's going on. We've got Verity with us, who's head of e-commerce at BrewDog. Thank you very much for joining with us today. It's really great to talk to you. It'll be, um, you're new to the business. You've only been with BrewDog for, well, um, since March this year, so not very long at all. So it'd be great to find out what you've been working on over the last few months and then plans for the future. Yes, yeah, so I think the main priority, as you're probably aware, is the whole redesign of the website, which is super exciting. Um, we've kind of outgrown our current platform and the infrastructure behind it, so we're moving on to a new kind of site uh, and back-end systems to ensure that we can give the best customer experience to everyone who uses the entire site, not just the shop. Um, so things that we're kind of really focusing on are the benefits from like a personalised experience, um, easier account management, and we're really pushing the app development as well at the moment. So we're thinking about ID cards and the visas on the app um, to make it a bit, bit more user-friendly. Um, and also integrating the forum better as well into kind of the overall site experience. Um, we're also, quite excitingly, thinking about how do we make our DIY dog recipes available to everybody and kind of making sure that we can um, have access and easy, easily available for everybody. And then there's a lot of other things that have been a focus but aren't as glamorous as a new glossy site. So um, more behind the scenes things as well, like how do we reduce our um, costs? That, uh, to serve and, and use on the online shop so things like packaging and um, where do we pick and pack and how do we store and um, all the costs associated with that or transactions like what payment provider do we use how do we ensure that we're negotiating a better cost structure there um, and kind of iron out any gremlins that we have in the site um, I think this last week we had a, a few appear um, to do with the checkout experience and making sure that we've got a reactive process behind the scenes to be able to deal with those to limit the um, customer impact to uh, to all the users that are using our website. There's definitely a lot there, very exciting things to come. As you've only just joined the business a few months ago and this is your first BrewDog year, what would you say has been the biggest challenges then so far over the last few months? Well, that's a really difficult one, but I think the biggest challenges at the moment is 
the current project that we're working on, this full um, new site development. There's running an existing business and balancing it with building a new um, platform. It's challenging, um, but also really, really exciting. Um, so it's it's uh, challenging in a good way, I'd say, um, and kind of making sure that we've got all the work streams correct and we've got all of the um, kind of all the little projects you have to tie in together, meeting deadlines to ensure that we don't delay uh, this site launch. And in terms of the blueprint that James released recently, what does that mean for the e-comms department? It's a really interesting one. It's actually something we debated as a team. Uh, we took it apart, we took section by section and went through and kind of thought about how does this, what does this mean for us in 2019? Um, I think the 30-day IPA is going to be a real really interesting logistics challenge for us um, to fulfill um, and also to ensure that that freshness and quality is there. The range aspects, read like categorising uh, products, thinking about new products that are coming through. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot for us to do, but I think it's, um, it's really going to inform our 2019 goals as a team. So in terms of your day-to-day, just talk me through what Verity does at BrewDog. <laughs> Every day is absolutely different, which is, I think, the reason why I came to BrewDog. I thought it was going to be a bit bit like this, and it, it certainly is. Um, I think, for me, uh, the focus at the moment has really been about recruitment. Um, so we're really excited that we've just had a new CRM manager join us last week, and we have a new online content merchandiser joining, well, he joined on Monday. So kind of ramping the team up and getting them up to speed with all things BrewDog. And then also thinking about um, dealing with customer feedback, customer service feedback, uh, dealing with any bugs that are kind of, um, that come up, like the checkout gremlins that happened this week. Um, Also thinking about how do we get a bit more organised with um, communication, emails that are going out, linking things to new product launches, ensuring that we've got consistency with like stock, um, we, you know, we never go out of stock of any of our headliners, that would be disastrous, working with, um, I think today for example I've talked about packaging quite a lot. Um, how do we reduce the cost of our packaging whilst ensuring that our carriers will still, you know, use us uh, as a client and um, fulfill our orders for us because we're not exactly popular with glass and liquid um, by most people um, so it's it's a ongoing challenges which is why I was intrigued by this role and why I wanted to join the team. What are you most enjoying about working at BrewDog? Um, the people, people are super passionate about beer um, and it's it's like kind of inbred in everyone and um, there's a lot of kind of knowledge sharing going on um, and also kind of the in the digital space as well there's loads of room for development improvement um, and that's really exciting and that kind of not being stuck in something that's day to day is the same um, having new challenges come up um, yeah is really really enjoyable. So you're based at the London office, the Big Smoke, as it's called. How does that work in terms of communication with head office in Ellen? And how do you ensure that your team stay up to date with what's happening there and stay on brand and connected? Yeah, it's really important that there's um, consistency between the teams. Um, So from a kind of people perspective, um, myself and Matt go up to Ellen probably once if not twice a month and spend a couple of days up there to kind of really engage with the teams. Um, if there's specific projects, my team also go up um, uh, to, to work with the right, right people. But in the day-to-day aspect, 
um, we have so many means of communication. I don't think um, anyone doesn't use Skype or Teams or Slack to communicate with each other. Um, there's constantly discussions and video conferences to ensure that although we're physically quite far apart, that actually we're on the same page, working on the same projects at the same time. And in terms of if any of our listeners have got any feedback about the online shop, how would you, you and your team like to receive that? Big fan of constructive feedback. So if there is an issue, um, I would love if there, feel free to email me or drop me a note on the forum um, with what issue you're experiencing and then details around how you're using that or seeing it. So if there's screenshots, the more data that we can dive into, the, the better. Um, anecdotal feedback's good, but actually having data points to look at um, really, really helps us. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Verity. Excellent, Emma. Thank you for doing that. Um, and the great news is the new website uh, is available if you want to go and have a look at the preview right now. Um, it's currently behind a password, uh, which you'll find is actually been posted on the forum. So if you want to go and see the new website, you need to go to the Equity Punks forum, do a search for the new website preview. You'll find Digidog Daz's thread, which includes a link to the new site and the password. And in case you're wondering why they do that, um, there's a couple of reasons. Firstly, they don't want it put out there so as, um, you know, everybody's going to start piling on and going, this is broken, this is broken, when it's clearly a test site. So that helps to communicate that. And also, it also stops the search engines from coming along and indexing the website and starting to put links to it, even though that's not the real website yet, it's just the test one. So um, it's a bit of a faff, but it's well worth it. Um, there's a load of minor issues when I've been having a click around, but what they're doing is they're doing the updates live. So if you spot something that's wrong, you go and tell them, pretty much guaranteed within a day or two it's going to be fixed and it's a great thing to do rather than do it all behind closed doors. So a big thumbs up to Brewdog there. It's following their, nice. what do you call it there? Um, oh, I forgot transparent here you go yeah so really nice and lovely transparent thing to do and it obviously gets all the fps involved in uh, looking at the website so Excellent. yeah nice cool. bruce go for so it. yes this question was posted on the i hardcore you bro dog i'll start again <laughs> my teeth are right this question was posted on the i hardcore you Brewdog facebook forum by someone called daniel boyland he posts out of curiosity What's the reason for the number pant on the side of the cans? We'll let you know after the break. Pant, as in pants. Mm, yes, pants. Pant, pants. Ooh, okay. Pants. These are the things that we believe in, the things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations, we are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. Business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials, and from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. 
We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here. But go ghosts. Just before the break, we pointed out a question on Facebook, which was asked by Daniel Boyland. What's the reason for the number pant on the side of the can? Is that uh, as in underpants? No, no. I've been what thinking a lot is, about pants during the break. Yeah, you've been thinking, yeah, that's, that's all you think about is pants. And, yeah. Moving on. It's a one or two kroner extra that you pay in Norway for each can or bottle that you can get back when you recycle it. So... It's it works about twenty pence. Oh, okay. So, so I I genuinely I've always seen it on the side of cans and some of the bottles saying one or two pant, mm-hmm. and I never thought I never thought to look at what it was. So <laughs> it, it was like do you remember the old iron brew bottles at the top? It used to be twenty p return. Did you get iron, that? Iron brew. Iron. <laughs> <laughs> you and your Scottish accent. <laughs> so. The Iron Brew, um, made from garters, they would have um, 20p or 10p return on the... Actually, I think it was made in the glass initially, then they moved it to the to the, um, to the the actual cap. It's weird because so, like, there's something physical about a bottle that you go, yeah, I can see that's worth money, but I can, with it being so lightweight, it feels just almost completely disposable. It's probably why a lot of people just don't bother to recycle. I do. I'm a good boy. Yeah, but would you would you take it back if you got 20p back? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just take a carrier bag of them, you go to a shop, put them in the machine, you get a fiver back. Brilliant, done. There's a machine actually in in the my local supermarket. Is that um, Morrison's by any chance? Funnily enough, yes. Uh, and they've got the plastic recycling. Okay. You, you got your plastic, you shove it into the hole, yeah, and you get a small um, voucher back, which is points. Points. Can, yeah, points that you can use against your shopping. Not cash. No, but it's, oh. it's something. Okay. Do you have anything to say on this, Emma? Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I've had it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go to the voicemail, uh, I want to say hello to a few folk that I met over the course of the weekend in London. Uh, and this will give you some idea of the amount of bars and things that we went to. Uh, in Clerkenwell, lovely Emma, Emmy, sorry, and Rachel. Um, oh, Clerkenwell's an ace bar. It's tiny, uh, it's, but tiny. It's relatively tiny compared to others. But uh, obviously, there? yeah, yeah, it's great. And uh, they they were just such a laugh from right from the moment you walked in. It's, I, I'm pretty much sure if I lived in London, that would be one of my regular haunts. Which one was Clerkenwell? Um, the one you didn't go to because you were yeah, on the yeah. tube going the wrong direction. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's the one I didn't go to, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Verity, Daz, Digidog Daz, of course, and Matt at head office that Mm -hmm. uh, we met, and Emma did the interview with Verity there. Um, My sister and her partner and uh, my nephew, Ben, uh, they were, I met up with them, but they were both really pleased, because they live in Stoke-on-Trent, and they were really pleased to see that Brewdog were focusing that for a suggested place for a franchise bar. So, um, yeah, that that was a big thumbs up for them, because they have to travel to Manchester at the moment, which is like an hour away to go to get to a Brewdog bar. Um, 
we met. Do you remember meeting uh, Ben, who runs the Brewdog yeah. uh, Antarctica yeah, Twitter good. account? Lovely guy. Uh, someone called Richard bought me a pint. That's the, literally the note I made. Richard bought you a pint. So, hi, Richard. Can't actually remember that. Um, Malcolm, I promised I wouldn't say hello to you on here, so I won't. Hi, Malcolm. Uh, Hi, Malcolm. Uh, Michelle, uh, although this was embarrassing. Oh, no, I read this, yeah. (laughs) It was embarrassing. I went up to her and I goes, oh, hi, are you Lexi? And she was so nice. She just went, no, I'm not, but I get that all the time. Hi, I'm Michelle, and introduced herself. So, um, hi, Michelle. I met Michelle, too. She's a legend. She's lovely. Yes. And her her partner was there as well. I didn't note his name down, sorry. Um, Mike Spillman, who did the uh, recording from the opening of Angel for us back on episode I remember that. three, well, I think it was, I had to go and look it up. Um, and also, a guy introduced himself called Rob Wells, and he was the chap who um, was on a boat when we spoke to him, because he'd just done um, This Is 40, he was the first person That's to right. get there. So it's really nice that folk that I've spoke to on here, you know, came up and said hello. Made the effort, yeah. Yeah, uh, we were around at Hawks on the Sunday nursing our hangovers, and we met the lovely Megan, who was Hi, former, Megan. former brew dog, now at um, Hawks Cidery, and uh, they've got some exciting plans, so we'll talk about and that. great sausage rolls. Great sausage rolls. Um, and don't worry, I'm almost there. This must be a bit boring for people. Uh, Tower Hill, uh, which I've loads to say about uh, at some point, but yeah, Geraldine, uh, Lindsay, and Kayla... Sorry, Kayla, I was messing with your um, key kegs and I got told off. Um, so much energy from them all. And Bruce, the, the other thing I noted down here, do you remember the guy? It was towards the end of the night on the Friday and we were a little bit uh, worse for wear. You remember the guy came up to us and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you do the podcast. And he goes, oh, try this. Remember? Yeah, with the bottle. Yeah. The bo- <laughs> and then remember said, what he said about it? He said you paid 24 quid for it. That's right. Yeah. He doesn't even like sours. He said, well, he said it was 24 quid, so I thought it would be good. What but beer didn't was actually, it? It was a sour. It, it was, um, <laughs> it, it had like a kind of Trappist monk type label. Oh, it was a bizarre, bizarre. And he said, try this, try this. I went, mm, no. And he went, ah, I don't even like sours. <laughs> he said, do you want it? And then I said, no, you're okay. And he kind of wandered away back into the crowd. <laughs> oh, God. Randomly. But yeah, wow. it was, it was Tower Hill, though, eh? What a, what a size of place that is. I cycled there. You did? What you you mean, got one cycled? of the Boris. Oh. Yeah, you got one of the Boris bikes in the rain. <laughs> so, did you so rub? <laughs> did he? Emma, Emma, we've met each yeah, other. That's... Do you think I went on a bike? Well, can, I, can I tell you a secret? Do you, know when, Go on. do you know when you two arrived at the Metro Mayhem, I didn't yeah. know it was raining. So I just looked at you two and I thought, God, they're both like really sweaty guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that is just Rob. Standing. Yeah, to be fair, I'd have looked the same if it wasn't raining. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right, moving on. <clears throat> Love you, really. We- <laughs> We're keen to hear from you here on the Brewdog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. We've got two messages this week, but first up is one from a friend of the show. This is Watty. <laughs> one now. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. For it is. Watty here for all mail them again. No, me and Sandy are going to walk to Ireland. Uh, to the FTMTA Mucking Grass Festival show thing in, in Ireland uh, soon. No, Sandy's near a flyer, he's half a nervous. Now, wee birdies tell me 
that there might be something at Edinburgh Airport now that would help a man such as himself calm down for a flight. Would you have any information that you could pass on to us, please, Bob and Bryce, and you're not alone and you're not twine. I can't mind your names. That would be there. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, glad glad to hear Dougie's doing well. Uh, Watty is asking about Edinburgh Airport. Uh-huh. Um, Bruce, I gave you this one. What can you tell yes, us? Yes, well, the Edinburgh Airport Brewdog is opening on Wednesday. And the airport are allowing 50 equity punks to go airside for the opening of the new bar. But there is some caveats to it. I take it the bar is past security there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's airside, so it's it's right in yep. links when you're bit where you're waiting. So it's opening at six o'clock until nine, and you'll be given a pass. And six it's, till nine. Yep, That's three hours. Short opening hours. <laughs> <laughs> I want a job there. Yeah, it's like full time wages for that. Escorted to the bar. Once you're in the bar, you can't leave without an escort. And once you're done, you'll be escorted back to landside. So okay, so you have to. Someone's going to escort you through security yep. to the bar. Yep. If you need to go to the loo or a cigarette, I I, I don't think you'd be allowed to smoke. No, you won't be allowed to smoke at all. Right? Forget that. Right? That's what? not happening at all. Not not in the. You can't smoke in the airport. Can't smoke in the airport anyway. Right? Some airports you can. Which ones? Yeah. Well, if and- Andrew was on, well, I don't know because I don't smoke, but definitely you can. If Andrew was on here, he's been going on about airports and airport lounges all week. I'll bet he'll tell you which ones you could smoke in. Right, so, right, I'm saying you can't. End of story. Right, so you can go to the toilet, there'll be a toilet in the bar. Okay. Right, so that's fine. You'll be there for three hours, and at the end of nine o'clock, you'll get escorted as a party out. Now, there's only 50 tickets available. For I think they're already gone as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I know this because a friend of the show, Lynn, be a leader, she is going on Wednesday and oh. is going to give me a call and let me know how it is. So other than that, other than this one-off, the only way you can get that bar is if you're flying out. Yes. There you go. Pretty cool. Or weird. Quite cool. I wonder how much a pint's going to be. Well, I paid... How much did you pay for a pint of Indy last I week? I bought a pint of Indy, a pint of Indy at Aberdeen Airport and paid £6.10. Wow. I think I Indy! Was... I think I had, a, I had a pint of... No, I didn't have a can of Elvis juice and it was like 4 Yeah. In Glasgow. Mm. Um, anyway, we've got another message. This one's a little bit strange. Loving the show. I really liked Emma on episode 12. She was on fire. Can we have more of Emma, please? Especially French Emma. I too can't wait for Coco Pesho on cask. Oh, um... Oh, 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 okay... That's very um, nice. Who's that from, Rob? Well, that's that's Computer Emma, which is quite interesting, <laughs> considering the real Emma's here. So do you know anything about this message, Emma, by any chance? No, I've never heard that person in my life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think if you didn't hear the previous episode, you're probably going to wonder Actually, what the hell most of that's about. Yes, Bruce? Why is, why, why is there not a Computer Andrew? I think Computer Andrew might be a little bit more fun than real Andrew. <laughs> Do you think? He's going to hate us for this. Honestly, (laughs) Andrew, if you're listening to this, buddy, sorry. Uh, Anyway, um, I've got some uh, bad news for you, Bruce. What? It's... What, today? CBS time, Bruce. No, seriously. 
It's not even well, in the script. I, th- I think it was, yeah, no, it was about six episodes ago the last time that we were working through our CBS. So, oh, it's been a few weeks, but it's time for us to jump back into our revision for our Cicerone Bar Server exam. If you've not okay, so heard about this before, hold on, there's a quick explainer. <laughs> and we, along with hundreds of ES- EFPs, are all studying hard. I hope you're studying hard, Bruce, to get our Cicerone certified, or Cicerone Bar certified. This is a test that all the Brewdog staff take. And when they take it and pass, they get a wee pay rise, which is cool. Hmm. Now, if you want to join in yourself, log into your BrewDog account on the website and you will see a new learning and development section in the menus at the top. In there, along with the CBS workbook, is an online interactive version of the CBS workbook. All the materials are free, so you can learn everything you need to know before you take your exam. This week... We're going to pick up looking at beer styles from around the world that uh, we got to last time. Great. So, okay. here we go. Yeah. Emma, do you, would you like to join in with this? Yeah, I don't think I've done this yet, actually, so I'm I'm keen. Okay, here we go. So this is just true or false questions. Sure. So we'll start with yourself, Bruce. Okay. Question number one. Yeah. Historically known as milk or cream stout... Sweet stouts are so called because of the use of lactose or milk sugar as a sweetener. Um, I'm going to say true. Correct. Emma, this one's for you. Witt beers are a German style that died out in the 1950s but were revived by Pierre Cali or Callis at Hogarden. That is true. Oh. No, it is not. Wit beers are not a German style. They're a Belgian style. Belgian, oh, come on. No. Let's see what happened there. Bruce. Yes. Speaking of Belgian, a Belgian double, or dubel, is a style first brewed by Trappist monks. True or false? I'm going to say true. Correct. <laughs> Emma. True. I'll listen Munich... to the question then in full this time, not just at the end. <laughs> Munich Hellas, or Hells, Pilsner beers, oh, can't start that again. Munich, Munich Hellas Pilsner beers are darker beers that have a hop dominating taste. True or false? True. No, no, no. Wrong. They're a light beer style with malt taking the centre stage. They're about lager, more of a lager style. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Hey, hey, Bruce. <sighs> Looking good for you, buddy. Well. Okay, here we I've, go. I've, I've revised this for the last, like, ten weeks. Question five. American barley wines are similar Ooh. to English barley wines, but with a stronger emphasis on the malt sweetness. True or false? I would say that that is... Uh, true. Wrong. It's false. It's the hop that takes centre stage in the American version of barley wines. Emma. Aging an imperial stout does not affect the flavour. False. Correct. Aging imperial stout impacts the intensity, balance and smoothness of flavours over time. Well done. Bruce. More? Last question each. There's only one more each. Right, okay. English IPAs were traditionally more hoppy than pale ales, so as the hopping process was used as a natural preservative to make the beers last longer on boat journeys around the turn of the 19th century. True or false? 
two. Correct. What's the score at the minute? What's that? What's the score at the minute? I've lost. I've won. Have you? Yeah. All right, Emma, you can have this one as a uh, runner-up question then. Alambic is the first beer that Rob ever tried in Brewdog's flag- flagship bar many years ago. And he was so disgusted by it, it put him off trying craft beers for many months further. Tree. Correct. It was disgusting. <laughs> Why would you go for Alambic? Who'd, who'd give you, who'd I didn't. Like? It was Fisher. Fisher goes, oh, you're going to try this, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to enjoy this. And it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I went back to Strongbow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's not talk too much about that. Next week, uh, we'll be doing a bit more. Maybe, maybe not. See if we've yep. got room in the show. So, Emma, you've got the next one. Oh, I'm really excited about this one. I get to cover a, a lovely story this week. So the wonderful Mark Stevens has been organising a raffle um, on the forum recently. And it's in aid of Macmillan Cancer Support. And there's been some absolutely amazing donations from Mark himself and his dad and other EFPs and staff members so Abby's donated some um, chain gang gear Um, but there's loads of things to be won so some real sort of rare beers in there there's some BA radio zombie phoning someone's donated um, some really great dark beers from their cellar there's lone wolf gin so um unbelievably it's been going for just over three weeks and mark's raised one and a half grand which is exceptional and there's still it's really good isn't it hats off to everyone involved in that um so there's some real generous donations there so there's two weeks left still so there's still an opportunity to donate so if you go onto the forum and put macmillan raffle into the search function it will bring up mark stevens post and you can read on there how you can get involved emma how does it actually work in terms of um you know well buying a ticket making a donation how, how does the actual raffle side of it work so every five pound that you donate gets you one raffle entry so there's a link on there that's on the forum post that if you click onto that donate however much you want to um so if you donate uh 10 pounds for example then you get two entries and so on and then you send a screenshot of your donation over to Mark directly. Um, and then, yeah, he'll, he'll pop you in. <laughs> but it sounds like he's got a lot of work to do there. But yeah, obviously it's going really well for him. Nice one. Excellent. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Brewdog Union Square. This was, believe it or not, Aberdeen. 60... We're on 61 or 62 bars now, if you don't count uh, Draft House. <laughs> Brewdog Union Square. My first ever... EFP opening night that I went to, and it was brilliant fun. Um, I spoke to loads and loads of folks there, uh, but it was uh, a sort of Sydney who kind of organises most of these EFP launches, and she said it was one of the biggest queues that she's ever seen for an EFP night. So that's really encouraging. Um, and, yeah, I was chatting to a load of folks, but the one I was keen to meet uh, at the moment was uh, the new manager, Craig, uh, and I asked him to talk about how he's ended up getting the general manager role and uh, how he would describe the bar. Okay, uh, I'm here at uh, Union Square, and I'm now currently with the new manager here, uh, Craig Ewing. Craig, how's it going so far? It's nice and busy. Uh, excellent. Our bar's looking beautiful. A lot of uh, happy, friendly uh, equity punks in tonight. 
Excellent. Now, how did you end up getting the job here? How come this has ended up being your baby? I got the fateful call a few weeks ago. I believe the term is headhunted. <laughs> I got a phone call to another establishment uh, in Union Square. Fateful call Wednesday afternoon from Sam Hughes, the area manager, asked me to come and talk about Brewdog after work one day. And then the next day I had a, a phone interview, a telephone interview with uh, JB when he was in an airport lounge on his phone. Uh, doing a video conference call with me and we ended up talking about mountain biking for half an hour yeah that's that that sounds about right yeah perfect <laughs> and i think that's what got me the job then 30 minutes on mountain biking and about five minutes about uh brewdog excellent uh, so this is obviously a very different setup here nothing brewdog have done like this before really maybe milton Keynes, perhaps is a little bit but we are literally for, for people who don't sort of know we're right in the middle of a shopping center here um you can't see the pub from if you're walking out on the street or anything like that. You've got to come into the shopping centre, you've got to go upstairs and everything. I mean, I'm looking around, it looks to me exactly like a Brewdog bar. Do you think that you're going to be able to retain that look and feel now that we're in a shopping centre? Yeah, I know there was maybe a bit of apprehension. Some maybe long-term Brewdog fans were a bit, little bit worried. It might might not be the, quite the same, but I don't think that's going to be the case at all. So if anyone wants to come in, even just have a look around, please feel free to. Place looks gorgeous, and I had a couple. Of, some of my friends were in last night for friends and family, and I think the highest compliment we got was they forgot they were in Union Square. They said they had their dinner, they had food, they had three or four beers each, and then they stood up and were like, "Oh, oh God, we're actually in Union Square." So Union Square might not like that, but that's exactly what I want to hear. See, I'm personally delighted about this because. Uh there's a bus goes from just outside the door practically right to my house so this 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 works perfectly for me so um yeah looking around tonight um what sort of capacity are we talking about here do you know the numbers yeah. off the top of your head we're going to have 156 seats in total it's going to be a mixture of booth seating freestanding tables and the traditional uh, brew dog uh, bar hall german style long tables and we'll have a space for another 30 to 40 in the bar area as well Excellent, and uh, you've got a great team by the looks of things already. I've, I've spoke to a few of them, they're all super, super keen. So do you, did you know any of these staff before? Did you bring them with you, or is this, uh, is this all new recruits? I did uh, poach a couple of them, I'm uh, not ashamed to admit, a couple of strong people I've worked with previously, but 90% uh, of the staff are new to BrewDog as well, and they're so excited, they're so keen, and I have to say, they're for, so far they're doing a smashing job. Even uh, James Watt said to me last night when he was in, you wouldn't know that they're all new starts. He thought at least half of them had came from other BrewDog sites, they were doing so well. Excellent. Now, uh, last thing really is a big focus on food here, perhaps more than some of the other bars. Um, tell us about your food offerings. What sort of things have you got going on? So we'll do a combination of the, the two other menus that are available in Aberdeen. So they do the pizzas at the flagship. It's a burger, predominantly a burger menu at Castlegate. So we're going to be amalgamating both of them. We're also going to have a brunch menu as well. So we're going to be open. It's a bit of a new thing for Brewdog as well. We're going to be open at nine o'clock in the morning at the weekends. Unfortunately, due to our license, we can't give you a beer with your breakfast until 11 o'clock. If you want to come in early, have some, have some breakfast, and then we'll get the beer ready for you at 11. We'll be more than welcome to sort that out. I've also got a kids' menu as well. So we're going to be a family-friendly Brewdog in a shopping centre. So it's all new, but it's still Brewdog. Excellent, Craig. There's lots to be going on with. I'm not going to keep you any longer. Thank you very much Thank for your time. Thank you very time, much buddy. for your time. Lovely to meet you. Uh, as is the perfect timing, you've now got a child with you. Which yeah. one is this, Abigail or Georgia? This is a joke. It's an Abigail. Who are you? Yeah, Abigail. Are you sure? Are you yeah, sure? yeah. Excellent. 
Um, so uh, the new uh, opening, uh, the, sorry, this new opening of Brewdog Union Square, it is um, slightly controversial. Um, there were a few comments I've seen online about how it's not very punk, in inverted commas, to have a Brewdog bar next to the likes of Cineworld, TGI Fridays and Pizza Hut. Um, so yeah, there's no better person to explain the reason for this, uh, for, sorry, there's no better person to explain the reasoning for this new bar then head of bars at Brewdog, David McDowell, who very kindly took a few moments to chat with me after we toasted the bar with AB26, by the Ooh, way, Bruce. Was it nice? And Emma, AB26. Ooh. It was amazing. I think, I think I've had it here at Disney. Well, it was um, the Paradox Uncle Dukes, basically. Um, Ooh, I've got but that they've, they've mellowed it a little bit um, and they've added a bit of brown sugar, so you're not getting the massive raw um, whiskey barrel sharpness Punch, yeah. uh, which for me personally i love so i, I could have drank that all night mm-hmm. which is a surprise because i'm really not into the ab's normally anyway all this is me talking about beer when really we should be giving the audio over to david so uh, i'm now stood with uh, a chap called david mcdowell uh, who stood up on the bar did the bar toast but when he introduced himself he said he i helped the guys run the bars which is probably one of the biggest understatements that i think i've ever heard in brewdog history so david how are you how's it going tonight I'm awesome, and like um, the best nights of my working life are when we get another amazing new Brewdog bar open, and this one is looking just absolutely stunning. I'm like mega proud of the team. Excellent. So, uh, loads of questions for you. Firstly, if uh, someone's listening to this, can't see what we're seeing just now, how would you describe the bar? How many taps are there? What's the food offering? Give us the pitch. Yeah, sure. We're in the we're in the heart of Union Square Shopping Centre in Aberdeen, which is a unique, slightly experimental location for us. Um, and we've worked really hard to make sure that the bar feels like an awesome, vibey, exciting, vibrant Brewdog bar. So there's about 120 equity bunks here having a great time. Um, uh, we've got 20 awesome taps of brilliant craft beer um, and um, a big focus on food in this location. So we think it will be a really important part of the part of the mix. So our uh, we've got all the hits, our full burgers and wings menu, stone-baked pizza, some awesome sundaes and desserts, a big focus on, on food here given the location, but yeah, place feels awesome and really exciting and vibrant right now. Excellent, that's the corporate pitch absolutely beautifully nailed. Uh, my question then is for you, We obviously you brought the subject up there. This is in the middle of a shopping centre. Um, if you want to go for a cigarette, you've got a little bit of walk to get outside. Looking out the door here, we've got other food units such as Prezzo and Ascatalia and things like that out there. Is this a bit of a gamble for a brew dog? I mean, my guess would be you wouldn't take this as a gamble, but do you think it is a bit of a gamble being at this location? Yeah, we think it's a gamble and we think it's a gamble worth taking. So I think that we've got a lot of comfort in the fact that it's home turf for us and it's in Aberdeen. Um, um, but... Uh, within the shopping centre is a new thing for us, for definite. Um, uh, and it's undoubtedly an experiment, but we, we, we think it's a reasonably safe bet um, just because of how much goodwill there is towards the brand in Aberdeen. But we also, there's a slightly uh, perverse um, enjoyment of the fact that we've gone in amongst some large national brands in a relatively traditional competitor set and hopefully thrown a big grenade right in the middle of it by opening a you know by far and away the the best spot in the center well that's how so and that's just so they all dismiss the success of this place is going well it's just brew dog in Aberdeen of course they're going to do well uh, one thing that I have noticed is almost diagonally opposite is a very large um, cinema 
Um, I think that you're really going to get in for a treat there with people wanting food before and after the cinema. Um, and that is, of course, a great opportunity to introduce people to craft beer. Uh, David, obviously you've got so much to be doing tonight because it is so busy here, but um, thank you again for the for the Bartos. AB26, good choice. Was that thank your you, choice? Yeah. Personal choice, and I'm like a massive Imperial Stout fan, so I was excited to... To, to share that with everyone that's my um it's my nightcap for tonight for sure <laughs> excellent work and uh, to say that you've got a busy couple of weeks coming up would be the understatement of the year you've got four bar openings in two weeks is that right well actually we've got um we've got six openings in in november so a really a really hectic time for hectic time for the team um going into a very busy part of the year anyway but you know we're we're, the guys are doing an incredible job of planning and executing that. But yeah, we've got tonight, it's also Equity Punk launch in, uh, in Brewdog Budapest. So I just FaceTimed in for a tour there and the place is looking awesome. Um, and next week we've got Brewdog Edinburgh Airport on Wednesday, which I'm incredibly excited about. And that's been quite a project to get off the blocks. Um, followed by Brewdog Perth on Thursday. The week after, I think we just announced the date for uh, Brewdog Brixton. Yep. And actually, on the same night as Brixton, we opened the new draft house in Farringdon. Um, so we're we're excited about that one, and it's like our our first the first new draft house under you know our instruction and control and design, and we're uh, we're, we're really excited to see how that one turns out. So yeah, busy November for the guys and the team. Excellent. So uh, Christmas is basically just going to be sleeping for yourself, then I would guess. I'm really going to enjoy my Christmas turkey this year without doubt. So. <laughs> Uh, David, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. I'll let you get back to entertaining these EFPs. Thank you very much, buddy. Pleasure, Rob. Cheers. Okay, so there we go. So that was really nice chatting to David now. So, um, and, and really nice thing as well, David said to me after we recorded, he said, if ever we've got any questions about the bars at all, please just contact him directly and he'll he'll answer us straight away. So, nice. Yeah, it's really, really nice of him. So, um, yeah, so what can I say about Brewdog Union Square just really enjoyed the night saw loads of folk sounds good was it mainly local EFPs from Aberdeen that were there or did you meet anyone that had travelled from further afield well it's hard to say I mean it's brilliantly located for um, travel Um, you've no walk at all obviously you get off the train or the bus and you're practically in the door Um, I there was 150 people there and all the faces I recognised were all local apart from staff. Um, so it's hard to say, but everybody wanted a stamp. So I don't know. Um, the answer to that, Emmett, is I do not know. I should give a shout out to uh, Neil and Lizzie from uh, the world famous Newton Arms. Um, yeah, they, they came along. Uh, this was their first ever EFP event. And uh, both of them were really, really enthusiastic afterwards, saying how much they enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm chuffed because I think that'll mean that they'll now start getting a bit more involved with Brewdog stuff in general. Um, I just all I've seen is a real buzz around this bar going on at the moment, and it's just very, very strange for me to think that the Aberdeen's now got three Brewdog bars when you know you've got a, before you just used to have the choice of one or two when Six Degrees North opens. Now we've got. Um, what is it, eight or nine now it's coming yeah. up for? It's yeah, just fantastic. It's amazing, yeah. So yeah, and it is obviously I mean it's for most people listening to this podcast, it's for the AGM. That that is gonna be in huge demand that weekend. Because everyone will just want to get the stamps. Yes. So yeah. Oh, I need to look at um, get my stuff sorted out for coming up that weekend. Yeah, it's weird. I mean it's only I know it's April sixth, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I've cool. booked my hotel. 
the number of uh, children with you appears to have just doubled, Bruce. I think it, we must be is. getting we must be getting towards the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, so let me just uh, nip on to our final thing we've got to talk about here. Finally, in this episode, I caught up with David Bruce when we visited Brewdog Shoreditch. Dave was the ma- uh, general manager of Flagship here in Aberdeen for I think about two years. After resident vandal Fisher got asked to go and uh, start spraying Brewdog bar walls full time. Dave's now been in, uh, in London uh, for about two years as the general manager of Shoreditch, so I thought it'd be interesting to have a chat with him and see how he feels that Aberdeen and London compare when it comes to the craft beer scene and for Brewdog. Right, we are now at Brewdog Shoreditch. Uh, we have just enjoyed some of Dave's lovely food. Uh, Dave is the manager here, and uh, Dave, uh, why don't you just introduce yourself to the listeners, tell people how you got into Brewdog and how you've ended up being the general manager in this particular bar. Alrighty, so yeah, Dave Bruce, uh, general manager of Brewdog Shoreditch. Um, been with the company now just just over four years, or coming up to four years, almost in my fifth. Um, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster. So I started out life in the flagship in Aberdeen, where I was there for a couple of years. Um, originally, I was trying to leave Aberdeen with an idea of going maybe Glasgow, Edinburgh, um, and then one of the bosses says, "What about London?" I said, "I'd sleep on it," and then here's me, like almost three years later. Uh, living in London, so yeah, ran Clapham for a couple of years, an amazing little community bar we got inside the river. Uh, before earlier this year, they offered me the keys to this uh, fine establishment. Uh, definitely a bigger, busier, more challenging opportunity, but it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's Friday, Friday night here just now, and um, it's busy. There's no question. I'm re- I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us. Now, you took over from uh, Fisher, I believe. He was the general manager uh, back in the day. A lot of people don't know that Fisher used to be the general manager of Flagship. And uh, you were in Aberdeen for, is it two years, I think, was it? Yeah, two years in the Flagship. Um, I probably spent about two years trying to get a job at BrewDog before I actually got one. Um, it was a bit of a mix of, like maybe applying for things out with the bar side of the business um, and waiting up for a suitable role within the bar side to come up. Um, so the obvious question then is, you know, two years up there, you've had a couple of years down here now. What jumps out at you as being the major differences between the sort of Aberdeen beer scene versus the London beer scene? Um, well, first off, the Aberdeen beer scene is an amazing community. Um, it was definitely one of the most sort of like family feeling orientated uh, communities i've ever had the chance to live and work in um like shout out to the guys from like six degrees cask david louise and fierce like like the, these people have been such huge parts of the, the 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 scene in aberdeen and it's really flourished and you've only got to you only have to be there for the agm uh, and see the hats the scarves the jumpers the hoodies every hotel's booked up every restaurant's full it's an absolute carnival and it's amazing and that's something that Aberdeen in particular maybe not just Brewdog should be really really proud of um, and then on the other side of it down here in London well the the beer scene here is amazing it's it is up there with some of the best in the world some of the beer that are coming out of this city some of the beer that's being made by uh, by some amazing brewers uh, amazing breweries that have maybe only been been in the business the last few years um it's phenomenal it's really really making my life as someone who buys beer every single week very difficult um <laughs> it's it's horrible to say but sometimes i have to stop drinking beer because there's too much of it going around and i get samples dropped in on a weekly basis and then i get the follow-up calls and texts have you tried my beer have you tried my beer 
and yeah a lot of times I have but there's the times that I'm, I'm sorry I haven't I, I didn't want to drink anymore today you know right. you know so some problems are good to have Dave I think yeah yeah I think a lot of friends benefit uh, definitely a lot obviously the staff benefit you know we're always cracking open tins um, in the bar to, to taste um, you know the way I see it is it's not just my palate I've got an entire crew of like 20 odd people in this bar that are really mad into their beers everybody loves something a little bit different so I'm keen to get every any beer that I get handed to me in as much hands as possible to see what really sings off for them because the, hard, the easiest thing is if my staff and myself are 100% behind a beer then it's it's gonna move it's gonna yeah. sell like big time yeah excellent um, Metro Mayhem this weekend then has that meant any changes in the pub for you this week have you noticed or is it just business as usual um, definitely there's a an energetic buzz um, both within this uh, the, the crowd that are coming into the bars and within the London team um, lots of guys down from HQ or flowing into the country specifically for it uh, so it's great to see a few faces that I haven't seen in a very long time and yourself included yeah I was just I was just thinking actually I spied JB and a couple of others from head office up in the bar there and I'm thinking yeah it must be fun like yeah Metro Mayhem this weekend but also you've got to have the ball absolutely ship shape and all that sort of stuff so yeah very cool uh, Dave listen I'm, I'm not going to keep you anymore I've uh, really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me these customers need served so um, anything you want to say anything you want to add man just keep up the good work man the podcast is insane and i hope you have a f- bad weekend <laughs> dave thank you so much buddy i really appreciate it thank you yeah that was absolutely fantastic we met, meeting dave down to shame boss your dish was a, a yeah one of, those, one of those things that um, i couldn't remember where i was it was i'm all over the place um but no it was fantastic and really good to see him and, and good to see that that bar really doing didn't, well didn't you both feel that shoreditch to me is, is still very much got the essence of the earlier brew dog you know it's it's a little bit it's cozy it's busy there's a lot going on it feels i don't know it just feels like old school brew dog to me whereas you know when you've got the like likes of tower hill it's the complete opposite oh totally i i felt it was it was cozy it was friendly there was yeah a good vibe especially downstairs yeah i really loved it Right, Bruce, you're getting clobbered by two children, so uh, let's go for it. Let's get your bad joke of the see, week. This will be this will be the proof in the pudding here. Actually, if, see if this is this funny or not. I uh, right, I used to own a pencil that was owned by William Shakespeare. However, one of these two girls used to chew it a lot, so I can't tell if it's a two B or not two B. You supposed to laugh? No, nothing. Um. Got, got a busy week planned then. <laughs> yeah, I have actually. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to avoid Bruce from making a mess. <laughs> okay, that's it for this podcast. Next episode, Andrew will be back uh, and we'll catch up on the two months of news that we've kind of been missing out of with the various bits and bobs we've got going on. We have a report from Lynn uh, from Edinburgh Airport, as I mentioned. We've also got the Brixton opening to cover. Uh, I'm hoping you're going to get along to that one, Oyama. I'll be there, yes. Awesome. Um, Budapest, that opened last week. We've not even mentioned that one at all. So hi to folks in Hungary. All the changes are happening at Lone Wolf. There's a ton of changes going on there we need to talk about. So loads in the next show. A final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash news for all the details on that cool video that Kev from Border Digital helped us put together. So let's give everyone a chance to say where you can be found online. First of all, yourself, Emma. 
I am Emma underscore DeSena, D-E-S-E-N-A on the forum, Emma DeSena on Instagram, or you'll find me floating around any of the London bars. Can I say hi? Excellent. Bruce, go for it. You can find me on Instagram at B-R-U-L-A-F-U, Brulafu. Um, in fact, Brulafu everywhere on, on the internet. Would you like either of those children that are with you to say where they can be found? You want to say, say hi to everybody? No? You want to say hi? No, no. Excellent. Uh, you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter. I'm the same Sunscream on the forums. You can also find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. Send us your voicemail to our local rate number 01224-518-501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's a link on the website. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. See you later. Loving the show. I really liked Emma on episode 12. She was on fire. Can we have more of Emma please, especially French Emma? I too can't wait for Coco Pesho on cask.